Okay, sports fans, you ready for the next hand? My last hand was more like a foot. <laughs> I thought that was funny. You're inconsiderate, insulting with your nurses, bloody arrogant, demanding, distracting, and dumb. 20,000 miles from home and I'm still aggravated by a woman. Oh, really? Well, I haven't killed anybody this week. What about you, big shot? You know something, Henry? What? You're not nearly as dumb as I thought you were. Thanks. You know something, Pierce? What? You're disgusting when you try to be nice. Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good pals, Al. Hi. And Simon. (laughs) Gentlemen. (laughs) Today, we're going to be discussing from season one, episode 21, called Sticky Wicket. So obviously, Med, you're going to tell us what that means. I think it's, isn't that a British term? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, sticky wicket? Uh, sticky wicket means it's, you're normally in a little bit of trouble. Oh, okay. So why can't you uh, just say trouble? <laughs> you English. It's also a cricket reference as well. That's where it mainly comes from. So is okay. it a bad thing if you have a sticky wicket in cricket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything, anything with the word sticky in, in my mind is means trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is this episode is directed by Don Weiss. It's written by Richard Bear. Production code J three two one, and the original air date is March fourth, nineteen seventy three. Those cats in the north really know how to break up a poker game. They saved me money, but I hate their methods. Well, we have a war sometime with blank ammunition. We tried it. No casualties. No fun. It's too much chatter. It's distracting. Especially if you don't know what you're doing. Pierce, do you mind? We've got five more cases prepped and ready. I'll tell them there'll be an hour wait for a table. Yeah, put them in the bar, sell them a drink. Okay, plot summary for this episode. The episode opens in a poker game when it's interrupted by surgery. Hawkeye and Margaret operate on the patient and the former insults Frank. However, Hawkeye's patient fails to improve after surgery. Hawkeye becomes overly concerned with the case to the point of attacking Frank over comments at lunch falling asleep in post-off, snapping at Trapper for playing poker too loudly, and moving out of the swamp to the supply tent. While Hawkeye retreats to the supply tent to reflect on the case, he is interrupted by his date, whom he turns away. Trapper, whom he turns away as well, the two soldiers, and Henry. Now, Henry implies that Hawkeye is concerned more about his ego than about his patient. Hawkeye returns with a glib remark at Henry's intelligence, which ultimately insults Henry and allows Hawkeye some peace and quiet. While pondering the case outside the supply tent, Hawkeye encounters Margaret and she theorises that they made a mistake in the surgery, eliciting extreme doubt from Hawkeye, who in turn insults her. During the night, Hawkeye has an epiphany and reopens the patient to find a small piece of shrapnel damage behind the sigmoid colon, at which point Frank states, anybody could have missed that. And Hawkeye responds with a sincere, thanks, Frank. Pierce, I want to ask you a question. No, you may not borrow my port. Why do you find it necessary to make my life miserable in the OR? Mainly because you're so consistent. Well, just trying to do my job. You screwed up today like you do every other day, and that's what I call consistent. Well, would you mind telling me how I did? Frank, you're only dignifying him. Which is more than I would do for you. Well... You think you're the only one who's busy? You asked for help three times today. Three. Give me some salt. I can still taste this. 
And then when you make a mistake, you're not smart enough to admit it and start over. We're not here to compensate for you. I'll buy that. Me too. Well, I don't buy it. Neither do I. It's a tie. Two against 50. And we have our usual lineup of guest stars. We have John Orchard reprising his role as Captain Ugly John, My Mustache is Smaller, Black. Yay. <laughs> See, you didn't, ha- you didn't have to announce him this time, Matt. I know. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I, I, I don't purposely do it. It's just the timing. It's, it just happens every time uh. you have to say his name. See, uh. this is proof that I don't purposely give him to you. Yeah, all the hard uh, names. Unless he, <laughs> unless he purposefully gave it to me to take the attention away from the fact that he's purposefully giving them to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, you figured out my scheme there. Uh, hey, all I right. watch Quincy. We have, <laughs> <laughs> we have Lynette Meddy. Uh, she plays Lieutenant Nancy Griffin. Lynette pops up in seven episodes of, of course, Quincy. <laughs> also, Trapper John M.D., to name a few. Uh, Wayne Bryan, who played Private Thompson, appeared in only one other filmatic role, which was in Rally for Relief as the announcer. Uh, obviously, he did well in his acting career. <laughs> so typical. Colonel Blake calls you into his office and you chew him out. You woke me out of one of the sexiest dreams of all time to discuss morale. Pierce, morale is important. Absolutely, but how can we discuss something we don't have? We don't have any because of your disruptive influence. I deny that. It's true. Or in that case, I admit it. The idea of reporting to your commanding officer wearing nothing but a robe. Would you like me to take it off? Pierce, that ruckus you had with Frank has already spread through the whole outfit. So what? Everybody already knows about old Butterfingers. That's not news. Colonel, if he continues, I'm going to file a formal complaint. And I'll file a counter-complaint against Frank Burns impersonating a surgeon and masquerading as a human being. He's impossible. See, even she agrees. Pierce, I want you to patch it up. There's nothing to patch up unless Frank's been operating again. He wants you to apologize. In public, the way you insulted him. Apologize? Like, I'm sorry, Frank, you're a great guy and a fine surgeon. If I tried to say that, my tongue would snap off its roller. Pierce. People have to be warned that Frank Burns is dangerous with sharp instruments, like scalpels and probes. Pierce, listen, there is a war on. Nothing gets by you, Henry. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I'll start us off this time around. Um, You know, I'm not sure if I like this episode. Well, first of all, let me say, I thought it was cool that they used some of the opening shots from the actual opening of the mass show. Yeah. In the actual episode, they showed you know when the when uh, the helicopters were coming, which was kind of funny because they show Hawkeye in his one shirt on one of the jeeps, but you know, but I, but I liked how they showed all the nurses leaving and running up the hillside, and so it was kind of cool that they were using scenes from the actual episode. I did like the fact that Hawkeye was calling out Frank. You're inconsiderate, insulting with your nurses, bloody arrogant, demanding, distracting, and dumb. Wow, and those are your good points. You're also surgically incompetent. I I wouldn't let you operate on me for dandruff. Oh, this is outrageous. You keep out of this. Where was I? Surgically incompetent. Surgically incompetent, right. And finally, you are a total and definitive pain in the gluteus maximus. Frank, did you hear that? Would you like me to translate? You can't talk to me like that. Not and get away with it. What are you going to do, eat me? Just because uh, I wanted to punch Frank myself. So it was it was nice that, you know, he just kind of boiled over and and he had had enough and, you know, started 
fighting. I wanted him to really hit Frank, though, but, you know. <laughs> you know, I guess just pushing around was good enough. I did like Hot Lips in this episode. I thought she was, you know, she was very sincere. She, even though she teamed up with Frank a few times, even though he was in the wrong, I did like that she kind of, you know, she felt um, Hawkeye's pain and kind of tried to help. And even though he was being sarcastic and nasty back to her. Captain Pierce. Taking the cruising to compound, Major? Can't you put your hostility aside for one minute? Oh, all right. I'll stack it on top of my anger. I've been thinking about Thompson. Welcome to the club. Sort of going over it in my mind. And Well, is it possible you missed something? I'm not trying to be a wise guy. That I missed something is not exactly a new thought. But what? There were an awful lot of fragments. You couldn't account for every one of them. I thought I did. Look, there could have been more damage, but where? Could it have nicked the small intestine? Impossible. I couldn't have missed that. I ran the, I ran the bowel before I closed them up. What about, what about the... No, come on, look, just, you were, you were just assisting. I ran the controls. I ought to know. Well, you obviously don't. Oh, well, I'll just hang a diploma in the latrine and open a hot dog stand. Good night, Major. Good night. You know, but I still, I, I still think I, I like their little connection, and of course, I like the very tagline at the very end, where uh, she, he makes a joke, tot lips, and they both smile at each other. It, you know, even though they're wearing the mask, you can still tell it was a really fun moment with those two. But uh, yeah, overall, I don't know. I don't, I don't really. This this episode didn't grab me. I, I thought Hawkeye was brooding too much. You know, maybe it was an ego thing, but obviously, he's not going to admit that. Uh, it just he seemed. You know, he hasn't he'd never done this before with any other patient, and I'm assuming this is not the only patient who's ever, you know, not recovered hundred percent so quickly after a surgery. So it just it felt very weird for him to pick this patient as the one that he's going to, you know, pine over until he gets it right. Yeah. But um yeah, what do you think, Meds? Uh no, I agree with you. I mean I I, I really like Alan Alder's acting in this. And there's the the part of the script in which you know, Hawkeye is, is pondering over the patient. I quite like that, but you are kind of left to think of the reason why. As, as we say, is it ego or is it is it out of patient care? I think it's more the fact that he knows he stepped over the line with insulting Frank, and it's suddenly going to bite him on the backside that he, he could make a mistake here and it could be an obvious one whilst insulting Frank. I mean, that was the patient that he was working on where this all started. Um that that I quite like, um, but otherwise, no, I, I agree with you. It's a bit of a, a bit of a hit miss episode. A, another different theme music going on at the beginning as well. Thank God it's not the terrible jazz hands version we had on the last episode, but it's still a it's still a strange a strange theme. Um, but it is nice 
it is nice to see this is probably the first time that we see the respect that Hawkeye has for Margaret. And also what more importantly I should say, the respect Margaret has for Hawkeye because yeah, it's definitely. she's there also thinking about the patient and also and she's waiting for him and goes up to him and she speaks to him. Normally we've seen Margaret speak to him as if he's just a you know, a a really crappy doctor, he's not mm-hmm. army, he's and all this, but you can see the delivery from Lares where is brilliant because it really is sincere. She really does want to help him. Yeah. And I think I think that little segment and also when Hawkeye, you know, you know, says what he says back to her, that is the best scene in the whole episode, I think. And also the little nod at the end as you say with the joke. Yeah. Um yeah. That, that those two scenes actually save this episode. Um it's a better than last one, uh, but still a bit of a hit and miss one. Al? Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with both of you. Um, not one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I, I loved Alan Alda's acting in this one, but uh, at the same time, I was very put off by Hawkeye's uh, spoiledness. I mean, he, he seemed to be kind of a jerk uh, in this episode. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want my patient to be better, and he's not. So, uh, and you're right. Um, <laughs> You've got to wonder, is it because he's concerned about the patient or is it because he's concerned about his reputation? I mean, he's he's got I mean, it's it's not a it's not a secret that Hawkeye Pierce has an ego Um, in, you know, throughout the whole series. We've seen that he's a he's a tremendous doctor, but he does have that underlying ego at times. Uh, Yeah. I loved the interaction between uh, Hawkeye and and Hot Lips. Uh, you know, I think this is probably the first time that we've seen the respect that she shows for him as a doctor, as a surgeon. Uh, she might not agree with the way he acts as a soldier, but she does have that uh, respect as as a doctor. Yeah, we see it many times also with her. Oh, oh yeah, respecting Hawkeye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the interaction between Hawkeye and Frank. I loved, I loved seeing how Frank was being quite the antagonist, and and Larry Linville pulled it off very, very well. Because you know, like you, Kenny, I wanted to reach in and just, I wanted to slap him, <laughs> yeah. and say, "You shut up!" Man. Um, <laughs> but I loved at the end how uh, even Frank he comes in and and he gives uh, he gives Hawkeye props. The shrapnel tore the back of his sigmoid colon. That has to be it. Anybody could have missed that. Thanks, Frank. In in a very subtle way, that was Frank's way of saying, you know, I don't like you, but I respect you as a doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it few, was like an apology. I really liked it. Exactly, exactly. A few things that I, I, I pulled out. Uh, again, Henry calls his wife Mildred. Sir? Mm. Sir? Oh, please, Mildred. I've had a tough day. Uh, no, it's Radar, sir. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe that was her middle name, or maybe that's what he calls her, you know. <laughs> uh, pet name, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and playtime. Um, one of the other things that I noticed is that when they were playing poker, they had real U.S. currency. They had real money. Uh, but later on in the series, you don't see the real money. They, they, they have the Army pay vouchers. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not quite sure about that whole thing um but all in all i mean it it was an okay episode not one on my uh my top 10 hit list uh that i have to see all the time and uh and that's not just because i don't understand the title sticky wicket that's just kind of (laughs) weird and quite honestly i mean really throughout the series the titles of the episodes have 
a big bearing on something in the actual episode. I'm not quite Very sure, true. especially in the 70s, I'm not quite sure why they chose Sticky Wicket. I mean, how does that play into anybody's understanding of what the episode is? Yeah, it, does, it doesn't at all. It really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a clue. Yeah, but I think it was a great job of acting on just about everybody in the episode. I really did. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Keep out of this, Frank. Well, what went wrong, super surgeon? Operating with one hand tied behind your back again? Hmm? Hey, Frank, why don't you let that cut under your nose heal? Just play easies with Big Mama. Forget I'm here. Well, why not give us the whole story? I mean, you shut your mouth off with no trouble here last night. Put a lid on it, Frank. Was it something you did or something you didn't do or something you forgot to do or... Uh... Get off me! Last night I was Mr. Screw-Up, remember? Dr. Screw-Up, and it still goes. Oh, really? Well, I haven't killed anybody this week. What about you, big shot? Let's move on to behind the scenes. I'll start us off. We have in this episode, as Meds mentioned, it features an alternate jazzier arrangement of the opening theme music. <laughs> Did not like that. Wonder why they decided to do that to try to, you know, because in the next few episodes, it does have a different opening. Yeah. And they're never the same. It's always, you know, something a little different. Yeah, I honestly have no idea why that was messing with it. (laughs) Maybe they were trying to just, you know, stretch their uh, composer wings a little bit. They wanted to see if they could, uh, because I'm quite sure that at the time there was a lot of of, uh, shows on the air uh, at the time that had more upbeat and catchy uh, Mm -hmm. theme songs. So maybe they were trying to fit in that way. Mm, yeah, it could have been. It's yeah, it could have been if it's. It would be interesting to see what what um, programs were on either side of Mash uh, at, at this time to see what what was being played. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. obviously not Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> they had to wait for everybody there to get done. <laughs> yeah, to actually make the program. Yeah. Uh, well, as we mentioned earlier on regarding the title, a sticky wicket is an English metaphor used to describe a difficult circumstance, particularly in uh, cricket. Now, I don't know if uh, cricket is is popular in America now, but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't very popular in the in the seventies. Uh, any any of you guys know about that? No, I, I really don't think it was. Uh, in fact, I don't even remember hearing about cricket until probably. You know, sometime in the 80s, uh, when I first read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Or Doctor Who, of course, with the fifth Doctor dressed in cricket gear. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, the tent that, that Hawkeye and his bunkmates share is affectionately called the Swamp, as we all know. Uh, in the first season episode, Sticky Wicket, which is the one we're talking about now, it's revealed that Hawkeye was actually the one who came up with the name. And you could catch that at the very end of the episode. Hmm. That's very cool. I, don't, I didn't even catch it in the episode, so I'm yeah. going to have to go back and re- re-watch that episode. Mm-hmm. During the fight in the mess hall, Trapper is clearly seen chasing after Hawkeye and Frank. But when the scene cuts back to the fight, Trapper is not there. He is then seen rushing to break up the fight again. Oh, just a little uh, miscut there. Yeah. Uh, And the movie Bonzo Goes to College came out in 1952. Hmm. So, obviously, 
they couldn't get it to watch it because this is technically happening in 1951. Yeah. So that movie wasn't even out yet. Pre-screening. You know how it goes. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> As Raider sits down at the table during the fight scene, his potatoes are in a tapered pile on his plate. When the camera shot swings to the front of him, his potatoes are a flatter pile. Well, it's because so of the fight. It's a, it's a continuity thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, his face does get thrown into it twice, but they're talking <laughs> about before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's definitely a continuity thing. <laughs> Go away. I gave it the office. I told you to leave me alone, Trapper. It's me, you rat. Been looking for you everywhere. What are you doing here? Trying to think. Well, why didn't you stay in the swamp? I can't think in that place. That place is an upholstered cesspool. Between the bubbling of the still and the clicking of the poker chips, I'm losing what's left of the little mind I came here with. Lose your whistle? <laughs> it's Thursday. Well, it certainly seems like Thursday. We have a date. I'm sorry, not this Thursday. I, I got a case I just can't get out of my mind. I'm not interested in your mind at all. All right, let's move on to trivia. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's do MASH terminology. Hmm. Ooh. That sounds complicated. Yes, Perfect it for does. you guys. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, Al. Oh, of course, you got the easy one here. What does MASH stand for? Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Very true. Yep, that is correct. About time. And <laughs> Here's one for you, meds. Okay. What does the term latrine stand for? Uh, well, it's a toilet. Yeah, it is. The toilet. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I'm going to do one. Let's see. I'm going to do what is the term moose stand for? And I guess moose is several different things in the MASH series, but moose is uh, like a, a servant. A purchase servant, but sometimes yeah. they're not. Sometimes they're not a purchase servant. So I guess it could be either or, but they're definitely a servant. Uh, and th let's see. The answer is a South Korean term for a slave or a servant, uh, derived from the Japanese word <coughs> musami, which is the generic word for woman. So I guess it's a woman servant. Oh. All right. Let's go ahead and pick one for our audience, listening audience. What is, here's another one, um, people should get this one, it's fairly easy. What's a section eight? <laughs> better, it's better than a section seven. <laughs> okay. Is that a reference to something? No. It's just, it's just a poor <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. All you have to do is answer, what in the terminology, what does Section 8 mean? Hey, wake up! Ma, wake up! Let's go! Open the door! What's the matter? I'm opening him up again. What? You're going to assist me. But wait till I get some clothes on. Later. Go wake up Ugly John and get somebody to prep Thompson. Come on, Ma, move. What? Can't wait till morning? I said now! Move! Hey guys, MASH4077 Podcast is all over the internet. 
We're on Facebook. Where can they find us on Facebook, Al? Well, you can like us at www.facebook.com forward slash mash 4077 podcast. And please like us. We need the likes. We'd like you to like us. Please, yes. You can also find us on Twitter at MASH4077Podcast, so go ahead and follow us. And you can visit our website, and you can find that at www.MASH4077Podcast.com. And we have an awesome blog spot. You can read all things interesting about MASH and see some pictures of Kenny and his and his uh, souvenir photos, and maybe even meds in his clinger dress. And you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And if you ever want to email us, you can email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we have a MASH online store, and you can find that at www.zazzle.com slash mash4077podcast. And we'd love to have you hop on over to iTunes and visit the MASH page there. And why don't you, while you're there, give us a rating of five. And if it's possible, you can hack the system and put seven or eight on there for us, too. And leave us some pretty (laughs) cool feedback. We love that. In fact, if you do, meds will personally call you. Oh, don't make promises like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I won't. (laughs) I really won't. And uh, you can email us your uh, your views and your comments and thoughts or anything like that, of course, to our email address where uh, generally anything goes. And that's mash4077podcast.gmail.com. All right, so that's going to do it for this MASH episode. I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. I'm Al. We'll be seeing you. What do you mean this is no longer my bunk? Now, wait a minute, pal. You spent two nights in waiting. This Captain Phillips moved in. That's it. Hey, Trap, you're talking to one of the founding fathers. I named this dump. I threw the first load of garbage on the floor. Sorry. Sorry, my butt. Lafayette, I am here. Hey, you know something? When I see you sitting there like that in your favorite chair... With a glass of raw spirits in your hand, thinking evil thoughts, I can't throw you out. If you kiss me, I'll throw up. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle On Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle On Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek? Star Wars? Do you consider yourself a brown coat? Are you into cosplaying? LARPing? A furry? Can you speak Klingon? Do you know all the doctors and their companions? Can you not get enough of steampunk? Do you just love Disney? If you do, then this podcast might be for you. Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I have a one-on-one conversation with a fanboy or fangirl. We'll talk about your fandom, why you call yourself a fan, and how you integrate it into your daily life. So come on over to confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and listen to fellow geeks 
talk about their love for their fandom. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077 podcast. And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Hey, MASH fans. (laughs) It's production code J3 what? During the night, Hawkeye has an (laughs) (laughs) epiphany. Epiphany, epiphany, yeah. Uh, I did like I did like hot lips. Uh, hot lips. I did. <laughs> <laughs> During the fight in the mess hall, Trapper is clearly seen chasing Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, <laughs> okay. Here we go. Now, when Hawkeye and Ugly John are in the shower, Ugly John's control level. Ugly John's oy. Ugly John's control level Oh my god I want to say level It's, it's two me. men in the shower And he goes awkwardly Okay <clears throat> Ugly John's control lever Is up the entire time And his water is running constantly Don't make any comments Guys God <laughs> Hawkeye turns me a steak. I'm gonna eat a steak. (laughs) Hawkeye turns his water on by pulling the lever down. The The water flow stops when he releases the control lever to the up position. God, why don't we just ask for an explicit rating right now? Get it over with. Okay. Who wrote that one? <laughs> Hopefully you guys got that because I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> okay. Freud would have a field day with that one. <laughs>